Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. So it's March the 22nd. It is the middle, the height of free agency. We've got a bumper mailbag. we got Iron Mike in the house. It must mean only one thing. It's Iron Mike's bumper mailbag free agency frenzy. <laughs> yeah, let's get to let's get to it. And, you know, being being the new season, uh, I'm just uh, having my usual problems with something else for the offseason. I don't know how I don't know how front offices do it. I can't even get new Wi-Fi without without losing all the bookmarks in my in my browser when I try to get the browser to work with one of this one of the sites which I use quite often. What, the dailybail.com. <laughs> <laughs> What's on Mike's bookmarks? That's what I want to know. My girl, yeah, my girl, uh, my girlfriend, my girlfriend insists she never reads the Daily Mail, but she seems to know everything that's yeah. on the, the website every day. We all, we um, all read no, it. Love it, it. It's, love a, it. it's a streaming. It was. A, it's a streaming uh, movies and TV site. Um, oh, oh, I bet it is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. On which I'm watching about six different. See, I wrote Lance Reddick's obituary which mm, um, i read it i read it. it's a terrific uh, it's terrific online obituary. at the guardian yeah. and and um, it's in today's paper and um i hadn't actually seen some of the shows that he did mm. so i'm watching fringe mm-hmm. um on which he's very good but it, it's kind of silly at, at, at times and mm. um it's interesting at other times it, it's kind of like an x-files uh uh thing and um and uh which he back. made that between the wire and bosch fringe was it yeah the same as, yeah okay. yeah it was one of the series he did about it it went about eight 
I want to say eight seasons, mm. but maybe only five. But it was never it was on my quite, radar. Yeah, quite long running. Yeah, it wasn't on my it wasn't on mine either. I I, I assume it never came here. Mm. Um, and uh, but I had by by sad coincidence, I had watched the sec first and second seasons of Bosch back in February. Right. Uh, and, you know, and the second season is is really his one of his great points. Uh, yes. That's where his son, his son, who's the undercover cop, um, it cool. makes him. Yeah, he's killed. And it makes him the, um, you know, the center of the show, really. And Yeah, and of course, because it's interesting you say that I rewatched The Wire. I mean, I've, I've rewatched The Wire three or four times, but in, in the last six months, rewatched the whole series yeah. you know the whole you know each series again so he was yeah very fresh and prominent in my mind it's a it, it's a beautifully written uh it's amazing yeah. like and, and it, no i was it, gonna oh, say you're a bitch i i was i thought you were talking about the wire yeah thank you thank you for that the interesting thing which i didn't put in the obituary and i probably hmm. should have when he when he went to audition for the wire and he had been on the corner which right. was based on a david simon book uh, but when he went to audition but he actually auditioned for two parts hmm. bubbles and bunk no way. He, yeah. I, and and it's a, it's a I didn't put it in because if you don't know the series, it wouldn't really mean anything to you. And I was really stretched for space. But, you know, if you know the series, it's so perfectly cast. It's hard to imagine. Yes. You know, anybody but Wendell Pierce playing, you know, um, playing Bob, Bonker, yeah. Bo Boyo playing um, Bubbles and, and see trying to see him play it after, you know, after he nailed after he nailed Daniel's character so well, it's it's just a fascinating thing to hear. That is really you know? really interesting. I'm always fascinated by looking at castings that could have been right. So yeah, I think it was. I mean, if you if you parlay that to the West Wing, I think you look at. Um, I mean, I think Roblo is always going to be Sam Seaborn, but Brad Whitford, I think, read for the Sam Seaborn part, and then they cast him as Josh. You can't imagine. I mean, you can imagine that the yeah. other way around, and always. Yeah it's really interesting to see what might yeah. have been. And and of course it wouldn't have been, what would it have been? So do you think sometimes because we're so used to, I mean, he's such a great actor that he could have pulled off bunk probably just a very different bunk. It would have been a very different bunk in some ways. Um, and, and it's hard because of most of his roles, they're so authoritarian and he plays himself so tightly wrapped variations on that theme mm. you know bonk is incredibly loose <laughs> um my my favorite wire moment i think is when when bunk um when when bunk and omar are talking and uh omar mm. says you know i know you from somewhere and then he finally says didn't you play that game with the sticks <laughs> yes. and, and, yes. and stuff and bunk says yeah lacrosse i was all metro attack you know <laughs> them white those white prep school boys peed their pants when they saw the bunk coming <laughs> <laughs> didn't mcnulty give it the eye as well i think you got a lot of shit for that oh good stuff well, we'll get and we'll post a link to uh to that a bit over yeah, dude, on our nc shows that, that, that would be that would be that would be great one of the great i mean as, uh, it, as it was say, so sad glass, yeah glass. it was so sad to write but it's such a kind of privilege to um you know to to be able to to do that he's a fascinating man and uh and died much much yeah. too young apparently a friend of mine said there was a the in talk, it was in the talk stage, but he and Giancarlo Esposito hmm. were going to do a movie with Spike Lee, uh, a remake of The Odd Couple. Oh, no, <laughs> no way. And that, I mean, just thinking about it, those two guys and Spike Lee, it would have been fascinating. I'd, I'd be, I'd have been there. I'd have been there yeah. first weekend. Right. We got a ton to get into in our. Let's go to football. Let's go so, to the tape. I'm Mike. You are a beloved member of the all pro crew some might say the most and when we have you on the show 
uh, the mailbag, as I suggested at the top, is bumper and then some. So that's how cool. we're going to do. We're going to weave through all of the shenanigans and go off on our usual tangents, I'm sure, by following the the bright light of our listeners and the questions that they have fired in. <laughs> all right. How does that sound to you? It makes me into a real Diogenes. <laughs> yeah, I'll take your word for that. So let's start with uh, a, a Twitter handle I don't just like and respect. I love, frankly, Iron Mike. I don't know his real name or her real name. Frankly, I don't care because the handle is good teams win, great teams cover. Yeah. <laughs> sounds, a like a ga- sounds like a gambling site to me. <laughs> it works for me. So I'm going to go straight to that because it is an interesting question for all kinds of reasons. And I guess it will help us rattle through a number of the deals straight off the bat, right? That have been done. Okay. Uh, good teams win, great teams cover asks best value free agency signing. The value. Oh, single guy, single free agent. That, that's easy because I wrote about it on Ooh, last okay. week and, and my mind hasn't changed. I haven't seen that um, yet. So I'm just, before you answer, because I was wondering if our great minds think alike, or at least my mind and your mind think alike. I'm going Bradbury. No, I, I, I would I would argue with that completely. Um because I mean, it's a good signing for the Eagles. I'm not. I'm not going to. I think the Eagles have been have been smart. Um, but they he's they an all pro, thirty eight million, which puts him it, what? It's, it's, it's quite a bit. It's quite a bit of money, considering that he's in my mind he's basically a zone corner. Now they play a lot of zone. They play, you know, so that that's okay. And they re-signed him and Slay rather than sort of give uh, Chauncey Gardner Johnson bigger money i think if mm. they if they'd given chauncey gardner johnson Phillips. what he was going to get on the on the open market they probably wouldn't have been able to keep either guy so they mm. kept you know they, they kept Brandon graham they kept fletcher cox mm. they kept slay they kept bradbury um they let their linebackers go they let their safeties go gardner johnson and epps now the reason i think gardner mm. johnson is so important is that when you're playing so much zone and and it and it's kind of like Malcolm Jenkins before him, right? You he's so flexible. You can use him in a variety of roles, no matter where it, what what kind of zone you're playing. You know, he can be he can be a linebacker, he can be a slot corner, he can be a, a safety. If you're going to switch around, he can play uh, two two deep safety, one deep safety. And I think that's that's important. Now they went out and signed Justin Evans from the Saints. They're pretty well prepared. The Eagles. I think they think Blankenship can start at safety. Um, mm-hmm. He played. He played some of the season. He's an undrafted rookie last year, and he started, I think, six games as an undrafted rookie and held his own. Um, so, despite the had, the egg, the uh, uh, exits, they are looking looking all right. I I think so. I mean, smart. They look. They just look like they're signing smart business. Are, yeah, are, are smart. Are smart all the time. You know, they they lost Gardner Minshew. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're ahead of the they're ahead of the game with um, Mariota, yeah. um, who's a who's a, a great fit for them. He's a he's, he's a better runner too. He's he can more. Um, they lost Sayomato, and they've got they last year they drafted Jenkins um, Jurgens in the second round. So you know, I, I think I always think they, a few moves ahead. All right, so I, yeah, I put a that's why Howie was the executive of the year. The, the executive of the year. Yeah. Uh, my guy would be yeah, who is your, your guy. Team. I think oh. David Long is the greatest bargain in free agency. Love um, about Long, yeah. It's a break, break especially, down. yeah, and and a smart one because he's exactly what you need in a Vic Fangio defense. And when mm-hmm. you think of some of the guys that Fangio has had real success with as inside linebackers, 
in that long fits that mold. I thought I thought last year he was certainly a, a Pro Bowl kind of guy. I mean, you know, he, he was outstanding, I thought, last year for for, for Tennessee. And mm. and they got him at a bargain price. I think it's like two years for eleven million or something yeah. like that. Um and you know, I, I think overall Miami has done very well at the start. You know, at, let's, at the let's look at that. So long is a great shout. Um, and at, you know, value. I mentioned that you might have a few others in your shortlist, I might, because that is, of course, it is the key. I, I went with Bradbury, a much, I guess, higher profile name than, than long, because you look at the pecking order and uh, it's quite easy to find. Uh, if you look at the, there's always a slight inflection and nuance based on current deals when you're looking at the top 10, top 15, positionally speaking. But for an all pro, Bradbury, I think is 10th, 11th with the new deal. So I think that represented value. That was the rationale mm-hmm. there. Long two years, $11 million, 100%. That, that's a great shout. The Miami business, I, I want to get your take on a few things here. So no doubt, Ramsey, high profile, shiny signing. We love that. <laughs> I'm guessing even yeah. if it's big money. Deal. It's well, you know what? Akib Talib, do you remember when the Dolphins signed Akib Talib? How'd that work out for you? Yes. You think there are parallels? That very see- similar, very similar situations. I think Ramsey's better at this point than mm. Talib was at that at that point. And like I said, Talib, it's I think, it's yeah. it's Vic Fangio, right? Howard Howard and Ramsey are are kind of at the same points in their careers, mm. in that they're they can be beaten. We saw that last season more with Howard than with Ramsey. If you can get away from Howard, you can you can beat him. He can't mm-hmm. keep. He's got to hold. The guy's a walking penalty flag. Mm-hmm. Um, the Dolphins haven't had a guy like that since Sam Madison. Um, <laughs> and but with with Vic Fangio, he's going to want to have two press corners, right? And they're both good press corner. I mean, you know, unless the flags fly, they're going mm-hmm. they're going to win a lot of battles. Yeah, um, and they're going to have help around them. It's a good secondary now, all, good all the way good all the way around. Yeah, so the, it's the other business that I'm curious to get your perspective on, Mike. I love Braxton Barrios as a signing. I think I think that's a, that's <laughs> great. But I, I, I love that. Every, Mike White. Every team's every team needs a sneaky fast. Uh, yeah, yeah, slot well, slot corner. The spirit of Wes Welker lives on in Miami. Uh, Mike White. Uh, I think it's a decent good, backup. Good signing. Good, yeah, good signing. Good, right? good backup. Good is, good fit for a Shanahan kind of offense, I think. Good point. The bit I don't quite get, and maybe you can illuminate and educate me as you, you often do, the backfield, which ranked 25th in rushing yards per game last season. Raheem Mostert, Sal Ahmed, and Jeff Wilson all re-upped, all renewed. So yeah. are they going to go running back in the draft? What's going on here? Why have no? I, I I actually probably would be surprised. I think they're going to figure that they're going to get a tight end. Um, well, they got a tight end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gasicki's going, but they're going to have another blocky. They they signed um the kid from Drake, Subert, um, uh, who's who's pretty good actually. Uh, he was a freshman at Drake when I did Drake down at um in Tanzania mm. uh, in the Kilimanjaro Bowl. <laughs> and um I think he's going to figure the offense is going to run a little bit better and, and smoother and Mostert will be healthy the the whole season. Um they didn't really overspend too much. Uh running back's a tough one. Mm. Um I was I was doing the little bit this morning um ju- just looking at, at at some of the some of the deals because um they were talking about you know what what draft possession bj and robinson's going to go in you know whether someone's going to really want to draft him high or not so bj just to put him in context if listeners aren't 
uh, altogether clear. I think I think it was Ben on our show that uh, emphasized he's a Saquon level talent, right? This is a exactly that yeah. that's who the comparison general generally has been um, all the way around. And then they were talking about Saquon. You know, where is he going to go? He could go to um, the Chargers, where Kellen Moore is now the offensive coordinator, and where Austin Eckler doesn't have a deal. Um, well, yeah. he's, he has a deal. He's He's got one more year in his contract, but he wants out and they've given him permission to. And Eckler only is only going to get six in cash, 625, 6.25 in, mm. in this year of his contract. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's actually a good value for a team. Uh, and so I looked and, you know, running backs in terms of uh, it's too complicated to go through how contracts work. Yeah. But in terms of cash this season. McCaffrey gets 12 million. Kamara and Dalvin Cook get 11. Aaron yeah. Jones is just under 11. Chubb is just under 11. Yeah. Henry's 10 and a half. Mixon's yeah. 10.1. Those are like Mixon, Saquon, and um, um, Aaron Jones will Pop- be in that mix as well, presumably. Pollard and Jacobs, the guys who were franchised, are getting 10.1. Mixon yeah. wasn't franchised, but his contract works out that way. And then, then it's Connor, Sanders, so it's Eckler. a big drop, isn't it? There, there's a drop. It's a off huge yeah. drop. Yeah, there's a huge drop from the top, sort of um, ten Eight or nine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and down, down to Connor and, and Austin Eckler. And mm. um, people, so what do you don't think Eckler might consider... get? Because Eckler, just on that point, because Eckler, well, I was trying to find the quote it... here. He said he th- he's undervalued, and somebody wrote in actually saying, "Where do you think Eckler might might land?" If you think it, so if Eckler, if that line is what, so Saquon is. He... Saquon, Josh Jacobs, Pollard, as you said, Aaron Jones, they're kind of 10, 11, and then there's a drop to six. I think that's what he's probably looking for is, is, but he probably, you know, he would probably play for the bonus that you give him a bonus, you get him in on his contract, you give him a bonus and then you give him. So it works out to, to getting 10 for the next two years or so. Mm -hmm. Um, And, and this is what people don't quite get. If free agency runs from money after the there's there's a handful of guys that more than one team absolutely want and they can and quarterbacks and they can you know jiggle that into a lot of money but after that it's all a question of what you can afford how much cap space you have what this guy's going to cost you um it's easier to sign another team's free agent than to, to re-sign your own in a lot of cases because yeah. you can't jug- you can't continue to juggle the money you've already been juggling um because it'll leave you with more dead cap or whatever when you let him go but mm. it's always in the team's mind so so everyone was saying for example um when uh, Jacoby Myers went to the Raiders 3 years um, at 11 million, 33 million over three years. Right. And then the Patriots signed Juju Smith Schuster, 3 million, uh, 33 million over three years. And everyone said, oh, look, Jacoby Myers had a funny tweet about, you know, how ironic, <laughs> yeah, yeah. How, how ironic it was. And everyone said, oh, look. But then you read guys analyzing it, and they say for the same money. Well, it's not the same money because when you look at the contracts, mm-hmm. Um, Juju is full. Yeah, is full is full of um, incentives, mm. and and it's heavily loaded so that you know he's not going to count in the next two years. It's going the cap's going to come when they have more cap space, but mm-hmm. it doesn't hurt them this year. And mm-hmm. it's something they couldn't have done with Jacoby Myers. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm I still am not sure whether I like Juju better than Myers. I lo- I mean Myers is a he's such a great 
effort player, you know, and, and he's done so well. But Juju is more obviously has sort of more, quote unquote, natural talent. You know, he's faster. He's bigger. He could be a great fit for them. But mm. financially, he's a much better fit for them. And and that's the thing that people, including people who are the, the, the so-called gurus of this, don't understand. You know, mm. until until you look at the contracts, you, you really can't you can't really pin down a team's motivation for signing guy a guy a over guy b Mm. it's it's a really interesting point yeah the flexibility that is enabled by bringing somebody into the building as opposed to re-upping a a play you've got and there are teams that have no cap space and their team atlanta had more cap space than and it's like they're trying to spend every penny of it you know it's 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 really weird let's Um, go there what do you well the bank well the Bengals. i want to ask about the orlando brown deal let's go there then so the orlando brown Uh, that's he got a big old signing bonus to well, follow. Actually, yeah, and that's what made the difference for him. But he goes on the he could have had twenty million if 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 the um Chiefs had franchised him. Mm. And it's weird because the Chiefs didn't franchise him for twenty million, um, which is only a one year contract. But they signed Juwan Taylor for a four year contract that totals out at eighty million, but isn't really going to be that. Excuse me, especially if they cut him after the third year, which is what most. Uh, four-year contracts are kind of structured to allow. But the signing um, bonus, this stat blew my mind. Let's see what you think about this. So $31 million was was the signing bonus. Yeah. That was more than Harris, Alex Kappa, and Leo Collins got collectively combined when they signed <laughs> with the Bengals last year. Yeah. <laughs> and and it's um, going to be an awkward first couple of sessions, I reckon, around the... Around yeah, the it, it, it really is. And, and I think... Um, I think Jonah Williams has asked for a trade now. Um, <laughs> well, wouldn't you? Yeah. Because I don't, yeah, I think he sees the writing on the wall. Now, Juwan Taylor, though, the, the chief signed is a right tackle and, and, and Zeus is all, Zeus Jr. has always been a left tackle. So, you know, that, that's an interesting one. But then, you know, the, what they did was um, Cincinnati let both their safeties go. Yes. And Bates, Bates got the big deal in Atlanta. Um, and Von Bell signed a, uh, signed a big deal. And so the Bengals signed Nick Scott. Now, Scott, who is he? Well, he's a, he's a guy who looked really good two years ago as a rookie with the Rams um, out of nowhere, you know, and um, I think he'll, he'll help fill one of, one of those spots. And they had, they drafted scene last year to, you know, as the replacement to fill another. So, so they're kind of spending their money where they thought they needed it most. Mm. And at the same time, sixteen million a year is what it kind of works out to for Orlando Brown. So, so that's you know that's affordable for them because they do have to save money to be able to pay Joe Burrow next year. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Which ain't yeah, gonna be cheap. Which, which you know, looking ahead, I, um, I thought um, Kansas City taking Drew Tranquil from um, the Chargers was was a pretty good move yesterday as well. And they Why? Got Mike what do you like about that move? Well, just just because it fills that linebacking gap with a with a kind of good um, fast linebacker, Pace, which is yeah. kind, of, kind of what they need. What they yeah. needed. Um, just on and- Von Bell, I'm going to go to Twitter and Jamie's question uh, about the Panthers. Obviously, that is where Bell has landed, and yeah. they've been making some moves. Uh, and he quite rightly emphasizes the fragility or winability of the NFC South. And he asks, "Can the Panthers D?" 
and any quarterback. So the options are at the moment they could still make a late play for somebody. <laughs> yeah, but I think I think great. any I think any quarterback is the guy who's listed on their depth on their depth, on the depth chart. chart. It's, a, it's like honk honk if you can play quarterback for the for the Panthers. Let's get quarterbot in. Let's get quarterbot out of retirement. Like get him to Carolina. So uh, they, well, they got Darnold still on the. Is he still on the books? I think he is. Anyway, no, get, no, Darnold's with San Francisco. I think moved Donald. God, I missed that deal. Okay, so yeah, Donald signed with Donald signed with San Francisco, which means they actually have two guys who were the third pick overall in the draft in Darnold and Trey Lance. There you go. And My Brock God. Purdy and Brock Purdy will still probably be the starter. Oh yeah, of course, because Dalton is officially there. Their star at the moment for Carolina. Uh, they've got Matt Corral, of course, the from last year's draft. Yeah. All right. Anyway, Jamie's question is, I think kind of joining the dots. Amazing D. We're not sure who's playing quarterback. Frank Reich in the mix. Is that good enough, going to be enough to win a, a winnable division? Um, right now, I would think that the Saints have to be the favorites in that division mm. um, with Derek Carr at quarterback. You know, a, still a solid defense. Yeah. Um, and and some. Um, I like the Carr deal, Mike. Do you? If we're talking about value and we're talking, relatively speaking, we're talking about his ranking in the pecking order, the, the, the situational upgrade, right? Uh, c- clearly, they're going to be demonstrably better at their quarterback position year on year and injuries notwithstanding, just in terms of core ability for what? A 38 a year, 37 and a half a year, I think Carr's deal works out as. I think that's good business. Yeah, you know, because someone, I think someone decided to make 40 million a year the um, the marker, the benchmark now for for elite quarterbacks. And so the Giants had to sort of bend over backwards to give Daniel Jones a deal that, you know, that looked like a 40 million a year deal. Although, you know, I, I don't think it was. And, and again, the key to these things are when you can get out of them without leaving yourself with a huge salary cap hole mm-hmm. um, when, when you do, you know, because all that upfront money has to be um, prorated across the length of length of the contract and adds to it. Um, but car cars kind of, what was it? What, Four years at 160, it, it's probably more like a three year, 105 million deal. Yeah. Something, something like that. Once so they get out, of, yeah, 100 guaranteed. So, yeah, once yeah. they get out of the last year, um, yeah. it, it actually becomes um, affordable. Jones's deal is kind of the same. I, I worked it out, it was like three, 112. And if they get out of it after three years, there's only a nine million in dead cap. Mm-hmm. Um, on on their thing, so you know they're, they're, it's the same way that like Gino's Gino's deal. If every if all the incentives win, would be three million and a hundred, just over a hundred mm. million. Um, oh, okay. You, know, Jimmy, so you mentioned Gino. Jimmy G a, li- a little, a little, a little less so. But but going back to it depends. Uh, Carolina, you can't say until you have some idea of who's going to play quarterback on that team, um, and. You know, if Andy Dalton's the quarterback, they're not going to win the division. Um, if <laughs> they're Corral, not going to start the season with Andy Dalton, are they? Surely if Corral's the quarterback, they're not going to win the division. I don't. I don't. Is there any chance that Frank Reich, being Frank Reich, Dalton's a seasoned vet, and and you know, I know he's a malign character these days, but is there any chance Frank Reich thinks I can create an offense? I can whisper in his ear. We're has, okay. has, has Frank White Reich been given brain surgery and forgotten Carson Wentz? <laughs> didn't he have Carson Wentz in, yeah. in Indianapolis? Uh, yeah. Didn't he have Matt Ryan in Indianapolis? Yeah. Ryan's still out there. <laughs> you could argue yeah, that Ryan, you know, the best, actually the best quarterback who's out there now, Teddy. who's left, is probably Teddy, Teddy B. Yeah. 
Yeah, he might. Um, would he make he, a play for what? Because otherwise, I mean, Carolina, of course, the, the, the expectation is they're going to draft uh, a quarterback. It, it, you know, in in the draft. So, as we talked about with Ben recently on the show, it's not really a week one starter in that in that. I, I don't really, I don't really think so. Um, you know, and I think the quarterback market does this to us every year. At this time last year, everybody's talking about Willis being um, a first round draft pick, and you know, mm-hmm. and, and nobody went in the first round except um, Kenny Pickett with you know right at the end of the first round, um, yeah. and everybody else fell. Now I have no doubt that that um, that Young and and uh, C.J. Stroud will go early because I think they'll they're they both probably will be you know NFL quarterbacks um they may look you know Reich may look at the at the guy who sort of fits his profile more is Levis Mm. um but he he looks to me like he needs work and then you know Richardson just drives everybody crazy Mm. um you know he's got huge athletic ability but you know to me watching him his ups his upside is justin fields at the moment right unless some unless some and you know the bears are going all in to you know to make justin fields pay off and he may well do but he's not going to pay off because he's a great passer mm. um he's going to pay off because they they run a single wing kind of offense mm. with with him um and he's a great threat that way and and in passing i note that cam newton is going to participate <laughs> yeah, the, in the uh, in the pro day, pro day at yeah. auburn you know yeah. And um, which is not to lump Cam Newton with those guys because Newton's a better passer than that. You know, yeah, Newton, Newton's a lot more along the dual threat. Lamar yeah, line. yeah. The uh, it's um, interesting with the Cam Camels. He feels he's still got uh, still got something to give, and I think he even referenced it in some of the deals that have been done recently. And uh, he, he's, uh, he, yeah, well, that's what he's doing. He's seeing yeah. that money going around. He's oh saying, yeah. Well, well you, God, if da- if Daniel Jones can get. 40 million a year. Yeah. <laughs> I was the MVP in yeah. 2015 or whatever it was. I think Jamarcus um, Russell may be starting for Carolina next season at this rate. Um, he's working that, out. He's working out too. Gino, uh, you mentioned Gino, so I'm going to go there because we've got a ton a ton of questions to get into, I'm Mike. Uh, okay. Uh, spicy porcupine. Hi, spicy. Uh, first I had thing- that for dinner last night. <laughs> yeah, bet you did. First things first. He uh, says, I, Mike is my hero. Uh, he wants to point out, which uh, it's a lovely sentiment. He's many, uh, yeah. many of us. He's our hero, uh, Porcupine. So fair point. What's the best thing, speaking of Gino, uh, the best thing the Seahawks can do to give themselves the best chance of success over the next five years? What is the next? That's a long old time. Well, the next five years is a long time because what looking at Gino's contract um, and coming off this year, it looks to me as if they will pick up a quarterback at some point this year, possibly next year mm. um, to groom as the replacement for Gino. Cause remember Gino's no rookie or anything. He's been around a while, even though he doesn't have great wear on the tires um, for, yeah, from year, those years of sitting on the bench. Um, what they've done a pretty good job in the last two drafts of rebuilding their defense. It's not quite up to the, um, to the um legion of boom years but but you know they they had a great draft with woolen last year you know and and, and the other guy in the secondary as well as well and added i draymond think jones of course which yeah and they, they added draymond jones who's who's a a, a kind of useful player for them um mm-hmm. you know because he 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 can go in inside and out which is which is important for pete carroll um 
And I think offensively, with with Wolford as the um, offensive Woodard as the offensive coordinator, they've got they're getting away from that kind of Russell Wilson era of boom and bust stuff. Now they probably need to add a receiver somewhere to mm. you know to because the Lockett and Lockett and DK are you know. Um, could use a break basically and they could <laughs> yeah. they could use a little they could use a little a little more variety in in the in the offense and they could they could also you know use a running back who could stay healthy um which they've had a lot of trouble over the years with but i think they're on a, a good path for you know for long-term success and and they've been that way for a few years you know carol mm-hmm. their limitation in one sense carol's been their limitation as much as he was the source of their success in the Legion of Boom years. Um, Because the insistence on the kind of run first, Russell Wilson will save us offense, probably cost them quite a few wins and playoff spots over over the years. But there's a certain amount of continuity there. And I really respect the, you know, the teams with continuity um, in our, in our, period you know here you know have been see uh pittsburgh and baltimore the yeah. patriots yeah um green Seattle, bay, Seattle, to some extent green yeah. bay to some extent and remember schneider came from green bay to seattle um mm. and then went back you know but so yeah and, and you i i really respect those teams because the nfl in reality for the owners and the fans is you know there's one winner and 32 lose 31 losers every year but the reality is Andy's another one. I should have mentioned Andy Reid with the Eagles sure. and the Chiefs. Sure. That that consistency has a certain amount of worth, you know. Yeah. Yes, it's frustrating when they can't win the Super Bowl every year, mm. but it's also nice, you know, if if I'm a fan, I like to see a team that that goes out and puts double digit wins up every year. Mm. Um, you know, it stays in a play, in the playoffs, is always close to being successful. Um, you know, because well, everything has to go them. right. We saw this, and we've seen it recently in football, with as in in the Premier League, with Arsenal. You know, for a, yeah, a long time, yeah, a good... Veng, Wenger's the you know the the reference point I was going to go to that consistently in the Champions League and playing attractive football almost all the time, but the lack of major silverware was a problem for Arsenal fans, and I know they've re oh yeah rebooted now with and Arteta. He, he's a great dark years. He's a great co- comparison. And, you know, like some of these guys, Belichick has his weaknesses. Um, Pete Carroll has his, you know, mm. you like certain kinds of guys. And and also when you give these guys a great quarterback, then, you know, great things happen. Mm-hmm. When they had um, Thierry Henry, mm-hmm. great things happened. Right. If they hadn't lost Fabregas, I think yeah. great things would have happened. You know, they right. would have been a much better team. And, and Veng- as well, of course. Well, yeah, and and Wenger's um, weak spot was his preferences in the back four, and to some extent in goal as well. You know, where his his kind of back four guys would be great if he had the muscle in the midfield. You know, like yeah. he, he had, but they weren't when they had to be the real focus of the defense. It's a great point, and also I guess to extend it one more before we uh, before we run the risk of milking it but the <laughs> his insistence on retaining a, a, a still to this day remains i think a, a logical and sensible approach to salaries and budgets in in, uh, in the face of everybody else around him in terms of serious competitors just outspending him at every turn and uh and i guess that 
could be applied to Belichick cutting players at the peak of their powers because he realizes that well down the line it's not going to represent value and long term yeah. that's better for yeah. the club and and Wenger. Yeah, the difference it. I think is that in 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 Britain the clubs make money to make money. Um, mm. In in the NFL you're going to make money whether you win. <laughs> So, <laughs> sure, so, 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 you know, so you're, you're saving money so you can spend it, um, you know, <laughs> yeah, right, it, it, yeah. like long, long term, you know, getting, yeah. getting value. Yeah, uh, yeah. But I, I think it's, a, I think it's a really, it's a really good comparison and um, it's hard to keep winning teams together. You know, this mm. happens so often when you get a team that surprises and wins. It's what Phil Jackson called the disease of me. Everybody thinks that they're crucially responsible for the the win and they all mm. want to be, you know, reimbursed for that. You know, mm. and, and obviously the team can't afford to do that for everybody. <laughs> so, you know, they they and other teams say, Oh, that guy was the guy who put them over the top. We want him, you know. So it be, it, it becomes a, a difficult pr- um prophecy to fulfill. Two other dolphins things. Go just going back to We're for dealing a on that, Mike. We're dealing uh, with exactly that problem in the Kentish town. Tuesday night five aside league in the North London Galacticos. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we might need to bring you in to have a have a team talk, a squad talk with us to bring us. Back oh, I thought you saying bring me in to beat up. That's what I did. And I, I when I played football for ITN for a couple of games, they were they were a team that got tossed out of one league because they were too rough, and they brought oh, me in. They brought me in to be rougher. Because that's they, amazing. I never knew that. And um, what but, position um, did you play? Was this eleven aside? I played uh, fullback basically. Fullback, and we're just a bruise, like an absolute. Thumper. Yeah, I mean, I, I could run. I could run with guys. I could stay in front of them. Yeah. Um. You know, I I could use my my shoulders and elbows to you know bump them out of the way, and then I could like kick the ball with my toe off the field. Sounds amazing. <laughs> and, I wish there was footage um, of that. Sorry, you were going back but, to Miami. Yeah. I think. Well, yeah, I just said you know they two other signings which just I guess were yesterday, but they signed mm-hmm. Jake Bailey, mm-hmm. who I think had certain problems with New England, and if he's over those, he's a great. Uh, kicker as well as punter mm-hmm. kickoff guy and they signed Malik Reed from Pittsburgh who you know is a backup at Pittsburgh but he's an outside linebacker in a 3-4 who fits the scheme that Vic Fangio is running so I think mm-hmm. they'll get good good use out of him next Ooh, question you, please yeah so actually I'm gonna um I'm gonna link that in based on what you've been saying so far about Miami I think they might be on your list here this is from Jez Goddard, and it's kind of a his question, and I've got to follow up alongside it. We haven't got into Rogers yet, so we've got to get your take on Rogers. Oh, he's supposed yes. to be breaking his silence today. Oh, blimey! Okay, well, we by the on, time this on, comes up, on, um, where he's on going? The, what? No, he's yeah. going on to um, um, what's his name? Show. Oh, um, well, he's going onto the onto onto the pod. Pat Pat McAtee shirt. He's going yeah. on McAtee shirt okay. show. And I mean, some breaking the silence. He was on McAtee's show last week, last yeah. Wednesday. <laughs> he was to be just. McAtee's getting good business out of it. All right. Well, let's assume for a moment that Rogers, as we expect him to, although you never bloody know with Rogers, goes to the Jets. Jez asks, are the Jets serious Super Bowl contenders with the with move Rogers? for Aaron Rodgers, something yeah. we talked about on last week's show, and I, the expansion to that question is based on the other business you've seen so far. And in fact, actually, this also ties in with Rakesh's question. So this all works perfectly. So Jez's question, specifically on the Jets, we'll go with Rakesh saying, based on all the transactions so far, who's in the best position to make a big impact next season? So are the Dolphins on your list as a team that you think have moved into the I think well, the Dolphins. The Dolphins are the the AFC East is going to be a tough division. Um, yeah. The weird thing with the Jets is that all these guys that 
Rodgers said he wanted to upgrade on in Green Bay. He's told the Jets they have to go out and sign. Yeah, I know, amazing, amazing. <laughs> it doesn't it doesn't make much sense. The problem with with Rodgers is there's no motivation for the Packers to move him. And there's certainly great motivation for them not to move him until after the June 1st deadline. Mm. Because again, I, I went and, and and sort of looked up the um the if if they were to trade him now, they'd have forty million dollars in dead money. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. And and um that they and an eight point seven on the cap. If they trade him after June first, they save almost 16 million in cap mm -hmm. um they add that to on and they only have 15, 16 million on just under 16 million in dead in dead money they have to pay so it's it would be financially much better for them to wait till june and rogers at that point rogers is only the only leverage he has in this doesn't come until july he doesn't get leverage till he refuses to report or or even better reports, but doesn't play well or doesn't play at all, but has to get paid. Right. Mm. That's his only leverage is mm. that I'm not going to play for you and you'll have to pay me anyway. And that and at this point, all the leverage is with the Packers. So and what, if the Jets, if the yeah. Jets say, we'll, we'll give you a second round. Draft I was going to say, would you reckon is everyone saying Rogers yeah. at best so, is a second round pick? Is that going to change the more leverage that the Packers have? I, they might I think so. Round. I think so. Because I think Rogers is a first round, you know, or, or if he's a second, he's two seconds, you yeah. know, or yeah. he's a second in a player. Um, yeah. You know, he's maybe he's two seconds in Zach Wilson, um, which would be, which is, which would be, which would be, yeah, which would be Justin Love and Zach Wilson battling it out for the Packers QB job. Um, you know, I was speculating that they could sign someone like Teddy B. Yeah. You know, but they can't really because they don't really have this. It would re re restrict them from signing anybody else. Um, well, almost. we don't know what we've got with Love, though. I mean, this is it, right? We don't know. That's might be good. I don't think they know, to yeah. be honest. Yeah, right. Um, How much can so, they tell Mike in the build? I mean, he's been there, what, three years now? How much can you tell from from training, from uh, watching, looking well, up close for that period of time without the actual... When he, when he, the last time he played, and he could be, you know, he could have developed more since then, but the last time he played, they were very happy with what they'd seen in practice. But when he got into games, yeah. he was clearly in over his head. Mm. And and that's the, the one thing you can't really predict until until you actually see it. Um, but also equally can be ironed out four or five games in, right? I mean, you know, it's just it's just a shock. It's point. very it's very hard to do that on the run in the NFL, you know, because you your practice is so so concerned with preparing for each week's game. Mm. You, you know, unless someone else is the quarterback and you can spend extra time, you have an, a quarterback coach say who can spend extra time with the backup. The backup doesn't even get many uh, reps in practice mm. because it's all about preparing preparing for for that week's that week's game um mm. but i think i think if he goes to the jets the jets then become uh contenders i'm not sure mm. um but right now i would say it's buffalo it's buffalo miami um the patriots and the jets with the jets have rogers it's probably a toss-up right now between mm. the patriots and the and the patriots are a big question mark as to whether that offense will actually function with Bill O'Brien, you know, will, whether it will go and Mac Jones um, mm. or or whether something else might be the answer. Um, maybe D-Hop as well, because that's going to D-Hop, uh, because he has started following Mac Jones on uh, social media. It's weird, isn't it? Um, 
but he makes so much money. I don't know. You know, Arizona is almost going to have to pay his contract to get somebody to take it. If, you know, and and he's not the D hop of four or five years ago, and he's not going to the Patriots, I don't think, because Bill O'Brien traded him for a second round pick when he was at his peak. Mm. So there's got to be some reason for that. Mm-hmm. You know, it was a dump of a trade. Well, although know? isn't that a kind of well, you said when he was back in Houston. Him? Yeah, but yeah. you say yeah, he wanted to get he wanted, he wanted to get rid of him. Yeah, so so I mean there might yeah there yeah there might there might be some kind of ill ill will there or you know so where might he end up then? Who would be a good landing spot for D Hop? Again, again, you know, he's like he's not he's not a one receiver anymore. Mm. Um, He's he's I mean he's one of the great receivers of the last ten years, but you know maybe a uh, who there's there's teams that need receivers. the Eagles could use a receiver. Yeah, the Eagles could do it. The Panthers could use the could use receivers. Jackson, well, Jacksonville's they're okay now, I think, receiver wise. Um, you know, you almost have to look at teams that are not very successful at at this point. You know, um, he wouldn't have been, for example, a great fit in Dallas. The people, even though buzz, the people are connecting him with that. He, that's a buzz. Yeah, team that he even might though he's much better than Brandon Cooks, Brandon Cooks is a better fit for mm. what Dallas needed from a, a receiver. In fact, mm. I'd look at him in a way as there's a there's a bunch of teams that have not a bunch, but a few teams that have tried to fill a tight end hole, like like Waller going to the Jets. You know, mm. Waller's a great player when he's healthy and when his mind's there, but you know between taking off from the team and not being physically healthy. He, he didn't contribute that much to the Raiders, um, but they lose a tight end and they, they, they bring in Jacoby uh, Myers, for example, mm. you can try to replace a move tight end with a risk, a big receiver. Mm. So there are teams where, where Hopkins could kind of play that role, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, I think Juju is going to do a lot of that in New England. I think you'll see them in formations where he's a slot receiver and, and Gesicki is a, a wing back or a slot receiver on the other side, you know, mm-hmm. and they and they work those two guys in the middle. They use them to help block their for their running game. Um, and, and so I think, you know, D-Hop could fit in better there. Mm-hmm. But to me now, he's probably in that same stage. As, and if he gets better service as well, because I'm being a little cruel to him, and but frankly, with Kyler Murray, the wrong kind of quarterback for yeah. for the kind of stuff that you want you want him to do. So with better service, you know, he, he could be City, D Hop with the Chiefs. That you know, that's an interesting idea because you know he could do for them what Juju did last year, mm-hmm. um, and he'd love it. You know, he'd probably be willing to you know to take to do some kind of deal to make his, make himself more affordable. Mm. Uh, I'm not sure what the chiefs would give to Arizona, Um, but you know, Arizona's almost impossible to figure out right now. You know, what Mm. are they going to do at quarterback? Is Colt McCoy going to quarterback the team also, you know, because who knows when Kyler's going to be back. I think Kyler basically is is the general manager now. (laughs) The whole thing is, I mean, look at the way that, to your point that the, uh, franchises that are run consistently well up there amongst the most dysfunctional <laughs> of the last five years has to be ours. I mean, every every misstep possible. They you know, didn't pay Kylo. They didn't need to back these two and then fire Kingsbury. I mean, the whole thing is is shambolic. A lot of head scratching. Yeah. You're a car. You know, and, the, and the other thing I think that stands out um, 
I, I should probably just mention the Lions because I think the Lions have done oh, a pretty somebody good. Somebody asked about the Lions. Actually. That's very nice yeah. of you to bring them up. James Croydon. Hey, James. So he says, how do you rate the Lions going into next season? They've made moves in free agency. They certainly have. So you mentioned Gardner Johnson. They got Cam Sutton from the Steelers. Um, Emmanuel Mosley. So yeah, Mosley. Basically well. re- rebuilding the secondary, which has been bad for a couple of years. Mm. Um, Jamal Williams left and they signed David Montgomery, which is, you know, not quite like for like but it's he's a good runner you know and and should should help with that uh deandre swift is one of the great bargains in the nfl <laughs> is you know under two million under two million a year so, and their offensive line is really good which makes jared goff you know a good quarterback yeah um right. which is was the case in um st louis when 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 they did well so i think i think the lions are on the verge of being the favorites in that division Wow. Um, wow, wow, wow. You know, it's a playoff team. I'm not sure. I'm not sure Minnesota, Minnesota last year were the, one of the luckiest teams in NFL history mm. in terms of in terms of their win win losses, you know, not fitting in with their statistical profile. And they won right. a lot of close games, um, fluky kind of close games. Green Bay is in a total rebuilding mode, I think. Um, the Bears are trying to get there right away and, and they'll be a threat in some games. And I think they've also, you know, they've done pretty well. Um, you know, they wanted Eberflus wanted fast linebackers. They got Edwards and and Edmonds, you know, the um one's TJ and one's Tremaine, you know, Edmonds and Edwards. You it's like the the killer bees. They can put on masks and <laughs> pretend to be each other. Yeah, yeah. Um they got Don to Foreman who had a great season mm-hmm. in Carolina last year and you know always seems to have one good year. You know, and then he gets traded on or or moves on as a free agent. And and DJ Moore I think was the key part the key part of that trade. Um because you think they went all the way down to nine. Um they had a shot you know, most of us were thinking they would go down from one because they'd find someone who wanted that one spot for a quarterback, but they would go down to, you know, two, three, four and get Jalen Carter. But now Carter might be available at nine. Who mm. no, no one seems to know what's going to happen with him. Mm. Um, Cause at that point to me, he was the best player in the draft um, in terms of ability. You know, you, but- you could argue B.J. Robinson might be the best player in the draft, you know, but right. no one's going to take a running back probably in the yeah. first, first, you know, eight, nine picks. Um, Adam actually so, asked yeah. a question on D.J. Moore. Adam asked, was D.J. worth the $40 million? And he is talking about D.J. Moore, I'm assuming not D.J. Khaled. <laughs> My God, a favorite of yours. Yeah, um, it's a lot. Of, it's a lot of. It's a lot of money. It puts him in the top ten. But he's a, he has been a good receiver for a couple of years. Yeah, with not without great service and and welcome to Chicago. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he, he's tough. He runs good routes. Uh, he, he runs after the catch. They they got Tanya this week as well mm, from, right. from Green Bay. So that yeah. that's going to help out on those things. Um, and I, I just think, you know, there's so much interchangeability now in the NFL, the way that the way that um, teams, not just contracts are front loaded, but when you look at teams, the talent base is is top loaded. You know, the people at the top of the talent pyramid, which is a combination of talent and need. So in other words, your quarterback is not necessarily your best football player, but he's the guy you need the most. So a B-plus quarterback is up there at the top of the talent pyramid Mm. alongside an A 
linebacker and an A-plus guard and that kind of thing. Um, and as you take a step down, there's so much interchangeability, you know? So, um, you know, Pittsburgh lost uh, Sutton. They signed Patrick Peterson. You know, the difference is Peterson's older. He's got a two-year deal, which, you know, if they get two years out of him, that'll be great for them. But, you know, the, the, the kind of Damian Harris goes to Buffalo because Dave, Devin Singletary's gone um, to Houston, I think. Um, is Damian Harris goes to Buffalo, the sequel to Mr. Smith goes to Washington. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I think they, you know, and then James Robinson, the Patriots sign, basically replaced Damian Harris. Yeah. Um, you know, and whether... Whether that will be good depends on whether he stays healthy. Ronald yeah. Jones goes to Dallas, um, you know, to be basically number two to Tony Pollard, to be the yeah, you know, the, the bruising inside Zeke's guy, gone. which which yeah. works for them. And because Zeke is gone and Zeke will go somewhere, you know, Zeke yeah. could, like I said, at the top of the show, Brian, you know, going with uh, Moore, Kellen Moore to would make a lot of sense if they're going to let go of Eckler, you know. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And because yeah, um, the one thing, push. the one thing that they were Eckler is so good, but but down by the goal line, it's so predictable that they're going to either go to him or to um, Mike Williams, yeah, you know, with a on a fade or another, you know, jump for the ball kind of route. Um, I'm surprised that they're letting him letting him go, and so maybe they do want to draft or or sign another another running back. Mm. You know, um, speaking of uh, running back deals that we haven't mentioned. Devin Singletary to the Texans. Uh, Dalton Schultz as well. I just did. There. I just oh, did. Did you? Did you? Yeah, just, yeah. I'm sorry. I missed that. Singletary, because that's who Damian Harris is replacing in, oh, of course he did. in yes. Buffalo. Yeah, 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 and Schultz went to Houston as well. Yeah. Um, again, it's like... Kisicki, it's the same kind of, you know, the tight ends are going are at like one year for nine, nine or 10, or they're going for nine or 10 million a year um, at the, at the top of the market, mm-hmm. um, which is probably about, about right. Cause a lot mm-hmm. of these guys aren't really tight ends. They're, they're big slot receivers. You're right. You know, that's, that's why Gasicki's not in Miami because they want tight blocks, ends yeah. to block. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, you know, and when I said it's not that he won't block, it's that he can't block. He's, not, in line. he's yeah. not an inline blocker. He'll block linebackers coming across. He'll block secondary, that kind of thing. Um, you know, but he's not the guy you can line up close to the formation and ask him to block the defensive end or outside linebacker, you know, who's got the corner corner responsibility. Coming at you, yeah. Yeah. Uh, one for the road. I might Lee Parkinson. This is our Instagram actually. Hey Lee, as a long time British Raven, I'm struggling to see where we're headed at the mo. What's going well, on with Lamar? Yeah, so what's like- going on? What? Yeah, what's going on with the Ravens is what's going on with Lamar. They've done nothing basically. Um, they lost Ben Powers, which was kind of a bad a bad loss. And um, Denver, Denver, they paid a lot for Matt McGlinchey and less, but still a big contract for Powers. Mm. And I understand why they why they did that, but I, I thought that's a lot of money for Matt mm. McGlinchey. But yeah, they have to do something with with um about Lamar who who remains his own agent. You know, and it's kind of like lawyers, you know, um the person who is his own lawyer has a fool for a client is the is the old is the old adage and i would yeah. say the same thing about about quarterbacks and and you can't kind of like say no no his mother's his his agent you know so um so he's not really his own agent but but lamar i i had the number written down yeah there when lamar plays they're 45 and 16 and they average 28 points a game 
And when he doesn't play, they're eight and 13 and they average 20 points a game. Now, part of that is that his backups have not been great. Right. Um, you know, but part of it is it, it was an offense geared for Lamar and very few other guys could run that offense as well. And mm-hmm. given that they haven't really had success with receivers for him, um, you know, I, I think that's a pretty impressive stat line. Now, mm-hmm. $32 million on the franchise deal is a bargain and they ought to be able to lever that into a this year kind of deal mm. every year that works out to being like, and then maybe they make it bigger, but it works out to being three years at, you know, at 35 million or whatever in reality, when, when you look, when you look at it, but, but Lamar's one of the quarterbacks who is still chasing last year's market. Because all all of the foolishness went on last year when they threw all this guaranteed money at Russell Wilson, at at um, Deshaun Watson, mm-hmm. at Kyler Murray when he yeah. moaned about not you know, and we talked about that last year. I just said they're crazy. You know, they've got him for another year, two years, but you know, but they've got him for another year before they have to make a decision. Right. You just say to Kyler, we love you, but let you know where see are we going? Are we, yeah. are we going forward or not? We want to see. We want to see that. And if you're going forward, you're going to get paid. But instead, so are you buying into this collusion argument? that or theory that there is a concerted effort not to offer him a similar kind of Deshaun guaranteed money. I don't think it's, I don't think it's collusion against Lamar. And I don't actually believe in the collusion. Um, I think that given his injury history, the Ravens are probably loath to raise the money up over a long period of time that to commit to money that they might have to swallow you know, if he if he does get hurt, because he'll yeah. want a guaranteed a guaranteed contract, and in fact, there's starting to be a motion a movement in the NFL to guarantee all contracts, um, which would change the nature of the game significantly um, in in terms of what what payers are played. I I I hesitate to say a, a collusion because in reality, the quarterback crop this year is not like last year's. If you looked in a vacuum. You know, you had to assume Russell Wilson was young and healthy, um, hadn't been hobbled by playing through all those injuries. You had to assume Deshaun Watson was going to be a good citizen and hadn't been hurt by not playing football, um, you know, for for over a year. And in fact, Jacoby Brissett outplayed him um, in Cleveland, played better than he did in, in Cleveland. You had to assume Kyler Murray was going to improve and not, you know, consistently make spectacular plays early in the year and then become a li- not a liability but become less effective late in the year when teams managed to keep him in the con- in the pocket partly because he was you know getting tired getting banged up all year long a 59 190 pound quarterback is not a great you know bet to use as a runner <laughs> no. for set for a 17 game season so i'm not i'm not convinced by a collusion thing i think this year's market there's been a couple of weird things but nothing out of line you know nothing out of line and i can't see anybody left without it an option you know um and i i don't see other teams bidding for lamar simply because it's going to cost them you know they either have to give him a huge deal which baltimore will not match Mm. or you know and give up two two draft picks Mm. um and that's that's a big that's going to be a big um a big question for them. I, if I were Baltimore, I'd be sitting down trying to make a deal, a deal with him, guarantees up front, 
um, you know, backloaded to make it look bigger, but giving yourselves an out, um, you know, because he should be paid. He, he deserves to be paid. Um, and he's watching guys who were, ne- were never the MVP in the league. Right. Get get paid. But yeah. but injuries a funny thing. And there could be some lingering, you know, all the rumors and stuff about perhaps he was not as injured as he said he was. He mm-hmm. could have come back a little bit earlier. But mm-hmm. but honestly, there was no motivation for him to come back um, in a lot of ways. You know, that may be a lingering factor in the team, but they haven't taken any steps to move move beyond or move you know beyond him. What could they um, you know, do in that respect? Well, now at this point, it's Teddy Bridgewater, <laughs> um, you know, un- unless they go into like the Aaron Rodgers sweepstake, which they would never do because they're, they're too, they're too that smart. That would be wild if they did that. I wonder, yeah. just as you're talking, how many quarterbacks, I mean, it's, it's would maybe never happen because the very fact that there would be a big market for them and uh, means they wouldn't be put in, in this situation where they, a team's risk losing them. But if you had, say, Burrow, Mahomes, Allen, in a similar situation where it's a massive amount of money and a big old draft hall, draft pick hall to to grab that player. How many quarterbacks? We've seen the market with Rogers, right? I know he's at a different stage of his career, but there's not exactly they're not exactly knocking down the door to to do a deal. So, how many quarterbacks are we talking that would actually garner a well, serious market? You know, it's funny. It's it's good because that's why. You remember when Kansas City locked up Mahomes? Yeah. And everybody was saying this is an amazing, amazing deal. Well, you know, as time goes by, those amazing numbers don't look so amazing anymore. Yeah, you know, right. st- he's still the highest paid more or less quarterback, you know, but but it's important to lock these guys up before that fifth year, you yeah. know, and and which in retrospect, Baltimore should have done even though he was injured, you know. Yeah. Um, and who do you got? Um You've certainly got uh, Herbert. You've got um, Mahomes, Burrow, Mahomes, Burrow, and Allen. If they went on the market, Josh Allen. Yeah, um, that's basically it, isn't it? They're the kind of like four great young quarterbacks in the yeah. league right now. Um, I don't. I'm trying to think if I'm. Am I missing a fifth somewhere? Um, it's not Daniel Jones. <laughs> no, I mean it's Dak. They're they're it's they're you know, Dak. a veteran. I mean Dak's in his thirties. Um, so I guess would yeah. But and still. Dak Dak would never pull that market. Um, you know, Dak is is Russell Wilson. Yeah, but not as not as good as Russell Wilson yeah. would be. Yeah, yeah. And I was a big Dak. You remember I was a big Dak backer mm. when he when he came out of um came up came out of college. Um, no, I'm I'm yeah. just trying to. Have I missed? Uh, no, no, I don't. You have. I think it is those. I think it's no. those. Four. I mean, you know, McLeod, McLeod, Bethel Thompson is available. Um, he was the Bethel second. Thompson. He was the second best quarterback in the CFL last year. Okay, all right. Didn't, didn't he stop by Miami in his NFL journey? Um, I think he might have. The, the best quarterback McLeod, in the Bethel CFL Thompson. was was Nathan Rourke, and he signed with Jacksonville. Good name. Good name. Which is interesting because he, you know, he'll make more money even if even if um if he backs up Trevor Lawrence if he's the, the sole backup for Trevor Lawrence then he would starting in the CFL but he may right. not get out Miami. of you're right yeah. he was at 49ers for a bit Miami had a couple yeah. of 49ers twice the Patriots Minnesota oh, it's fascinating these players that bounce around the practice yeah. squads and the AJ AJ McCarron is AJ playing does. playing his ass off in the XFL. Loving a bit of XFL action. What's happened to Josh Rosen? Where's Josh Rosen these days? I always like to look. I don't know. Did he on. play in the USFL? No, I don't Josh, think so. Where is Josh Rosen right now? I, oh, um, and 
And the passing primate, uh, Trevor Simeon, is mm. um, is a free agent now. He was let go. Okay. It's like we're in 2015. Blaine Gabbard w- went to visit somebody. There's right. somebody who showed interest in Blaine Gabbard. Joe Flacco's a free agent. Joe Flacco, all the all the greats. <laughs> Joe um, Flacco and Matt Ryan. You should someone should sign both of them. Oh, brilliant! Just interchange them down <laughs> let, by down. Let them play as a tag team, <laughs> sort of. You know, <laughs> it, it would be like it would be like Akeem, the African Dream, and um, the Big Show or something. Yeah, the, yeah, the Big Boss Man. I think was his tag team. Partner. The <laughs> Big Boss Man. Um, yeah, love that. Carlson at Carlson Sports is how you follow. The big man, speaking of the big boss man on Twitter, uh, patreon.com forward slash Mike Carlson FMT. I'm delighted to see that is still rolling, Carlson. Yeah, it's still going, at least for the rest of the offseason. We'll see what happens when the season starts um, in September. But I'm I'm doing another deep dive into Aaron Rodgers when when the guru comes down from the mountain and speaks this this uh, today. We'll check in with you soon, buddy. Look after yourself. Okay, you too, man. Hay dos cosas que son absolutamente ciertas. Abuelita te ama y nunca diría que no a McDonald's. Date un gusto con un Grandma McFlurry en tu orden hoy. Es lo que abuela quisiera. Barata papá. En McDonald's participantes por tiempo limitado.